Fantasy Fuel is powered by Pole Sports. Get instant fantasy football advice through real-time polls by visiting polesports.com. What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trace it out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We've got a lot of news today <laughs> right off the bat. But yeah. first, of course, as always, I'm with Tom Tuttle. And in a few minutes, we will have a special guest. Yeah, so stick fun. around for that. But we got to get right to it because Ezekiel Elliott is in the news oh. again. Wow. And it was just a couple days ago where I had heard... <laughs> That the security guard was going to press charges. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was at least newsworthy. Now, security guard, or besides the security guard pressing right. charges, per league source, Ezekiel Elliott has privately said that he will hold out of training camp unless he gets a new contract. And here we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, what, do you, what can you say? At this point, does this drop his stock? It has if, to. Uh, if, yeah, you would think. You would think there's going to be other guys, like maybe Kamara is going to be taken over Ezekiel Elliott. And at this point, do you think it's going to be all Le'Veon Bell-like situation to where he's just not going to play if he doesn't get a new contract? Wow. It's, I mean, just, this is kind of a big deal in a way. It is a big deal. Yeah. And partially just NFL-wise, Dallas Cowboys-wise, because the Cowboys – weren't supposed to be focusing on an Ezekiel Elliott contract this season. They Mm. were supposed to focus on Demarcus Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper. They have a lot of pressing concerns. If he's (laughs) going to try and sign a giant contract now, those other guys aren't going to be able to all fit right now. Yeah, Cowboys aren't in the greatest of situations when it comes to their stars because Prescott's going to need money, Cooper's going to need money, uh, obviously Zeke's going to need money if he's going to stay there, but that's, that's just not a good situation for them at all because all these guys demand some kind of money. I would, if it was me, I'd say move on with Prescott and find somebody else because he's going to demand money that it might not be worth yes. out of him. Zeke yep. completely worth it. Cooper. I don't know about, uh, Marcus Lawrence, uh, he already signed. So yes. we're, we're there, but yeah, I would say Prescott's the guy I would, kick out of the bunch if i had to it's i mean it's tough because it's hard to find a quarterback that you can trust in and i know the cowboys semi can trust somebody in, in him. the cowboys organization <laughs> trust Dak prescott yeah i don't know who that is if it's just jerry jones that's enough to keep him around right but i don't know that i would want to mm-hmm. stick with Dak prescott but i'm fine with it if the cowboys choose to <laughs> yeah i hear you yeah no doubt all right so not only is ezekiel elliott talking about money one yeah. Melvin Gordon also <sighs> wants a new contract, and he says he will not report to training camp, and he will demand a trade, according mm-hmm. to his agent. Now, again, you had mentioned the name earlier. Le'Veon Bell has yep. paved the way yep. for these running backs to just say no. Yeah. <laughs> and it stinks because, I mean, I, obviously I want him on the Jets, but Le'Veon Bell is a great running back no doubt about that 
And when you think about Melvin Gordon, it's like, is he as good as Le'Veon Bell has been and or, or will be? It's tough, but all these guys are going to sit here and say, I can get more or I can get what I want. Whether or not it's more, because Le'Veon Bell still got what he wanted. It right. wasn't as much as what we thought it would be with no, the Jets. No, it really wasn't. Because we were expecting more. But I think part of that was James Conner. You know, if Melvin Gordon holds out for the entire year and his backup does really well, Melvin Gordon's not going to get as much when it comes to free agency or whatever it is. So that's kind of what we're all going to look at with Zeke and Melvin Gordon and whoever else wants to <laughs> take this route. It seems to be one right after the other. Yeah. Uh, it looked like Le'Veon Bell was going to pay off, but like you said, it right. really wasn't that big of a contract. Right. At the end of the day, when mm-hmm. we thought it was going to be, you know, a mega contract. Right. So, uh, yes, he paved the way for these guys to do the same thing, so that they get guaranteed money, but it's not going to be huge money. And right. And I think James Conner kind of threw a wrench into it. Yes, if he would he have did. really performed terribly, it would have been looked really good for Le'Veon Bell, and all of these running backs would have gotten a lot of money because that's just how it's going to be. I think, like I said earlier, it all dictates on what the backup will do throughout the regular season. Yes, and then Austin Eckler will probably be right. a major asset in fantasy. I know he won't be the main back. Right, but – yeah, he's definitely somebody who you'd have to look at if Melvin Gordon's not going to be playing. I mean, he's 100% fantasy relevant at that point. Like, OMJ, it's like so totally the cringeworthy player of, like, the week. <gasps> <laughs> you still love that, I still you? love that one. That's so great. <laughs> All right. I guess maybe this is up to the listeners if it's cringeworthy or not. I <laughs> thought it was, but I'm sure there's a debate. Uh, Golden Tate has recently said that Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback he's played with. Well, when you think about who he's played with, the first thing you think, well, Eli Manning will call. Okay, that's fine. He hasn't really played with him yet. But then you think about Russell Wilson. It's like, Russell Wilson? I mean, or Matthew Stafford? A Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who I'm going to choose. I think it's Russell Wilson every time. And I mean, uh, what do you do? I'm, he's also played with an MVP Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Granted, it, it was only for a couple of games, <laughs> but you know he has played with decent quarterbacks. I think, I think, as far as you know, the Eagles, he was only there for a year, and it wasn't even for the full right. year. So it's going to be hard for him to know who was the better quarterback out of them and Matthew Stafford. So I'll let that one pass. But Russell Wilson, that's a hard one for to pass. That yes, really is. It is. I mean, we're of course fans of Russell oh, Wilson. Yeah, anyway, of course we are. And you just did a shuffling yeah, the deck with yep. Russell Wilson as well, so I thought it was uh, relevant <laughs> yeah, to us good timing. today. Uh, so speaking of favorite NFL teams and the New York Jets, uh-huh. Chris Herndon, yeah, gonna miss the first four games. Yeah, so we're gonna have to bump him down our rankings just a smidge. Yeah. for overall, but maybe he's a guy now that you can pick up. Yeah, and then maybe in week five and later, he's somebody who you just picked up, and you're going to get something out of him. It really remains to be seen what the Jets are going to do in his absence because they don't really have the best of tight end talent after him. And I kind of was I had this idea in my head that uh, yes, I kind of plopped out to you, and I don't I don't know if they're going to do this, but my idea would be you take Montgomery and you kind of put him in the tight end role, and then you still hold on to. Uh, I can't think of the other uh, 
McGuire, McGuire and Hearn or, or not Cannon. Hernan. Yeah, Cannon. And then you just continue on with that as a as your trend there. But then when week five comes, what do you do? Right. That's the question. And well, that, if Montgomery produces, it right. would probably be more of an H back role, not a true tight end role. Right. But if right, he right. produces there, then you've got a gadget player maybe that you can actually use. Right. I wasn't saying a tight end role, I was just saying sure. he would replace the production that Herndon could have. Because he's more of that type of running back slash receiver because he's been a wide receiver in this league before. So, yeah, it's interesting. That's I don't think they're thinking that right now, though. All right, a little bit of injury news before we get on to the meat of the show. Emmanuel Sanders. Man crush. <laughs> we love Emmanuel Sanders on this show. Yeah. Mostly mm-hmm. because the last couple of years he was such a great value yeah. going three, three and a half rounds after his teammate Demarius Thomas and putting up the same types of numbers. Still a great value this year. Oh, yeah, and yep. he's going even later this year yep. because of that injury, mm-hmm. but apparently he already looks 100%, Yeah, and some people say you can't even tell that he was injured. Yeah, I saw a couple months ago he was sprinting, and I was like, wow, it wasn't like just five-ish months ago that he got hurt and he's sprinting already? And- yeah. Yeah, it looks really good that he's going to be on track, but you still never know what could happen. At the beginning of the season, you never know if he could re-injure something or be favoring something because of the Achilles. So we'll, it, it remains to be seen, but at this point, it looks really good for Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that could be a very, very good value pick. It's a, yeah, it's a steal at this point. been the 10th, 11th it was, round yeah, we've been seeing very him go, late. So, yep. Yeah, I'm taking him all day mm-hmm. in that round right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, a couple episodes ago, I had said something about if you hear the words Sammy Watkins and hamstring in the same sentence, you need to run. (laughs) Well, we're hearing Darius Geis and hamstring in the same sentence now. Are we running? I don't know if I'm running. I might be, like, speed walking. (laughs) Speed walking. But, uh, yeah, it's not – it's something that you have to pay attention to. Hamstring injuries, like I've said so many times, are probably the worst football injury because you can – come back from ACL, you can come back from Achilles, you can come back from concussions. Well, concussions are kind of bad too because you end up getting more of them right. later on in your life. But hamstrings, 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 you keep hearing it every time. You get one, you get two, you get three. It's I hate hamstring injuries. They're just the worst. They really are. And for this to happen to Darius Geis kind of is upsetting because I was really hoping he's going to have a really good year, and I still think he can. But if he if this hamstring injury becomes something more serious or you see it pop up again, it's going to be definitely something you have to look at because I, I hate hamstring injuries. hate yes. it. Now, Darius Geis has said that there's nothing special yeah. about this hamstring injury and it's not going to be a problem. They all say that. They all say they it. They all say that. And it seems like 50% of them end mm-hmm. up being right and the other 50%, mm-hmm. we are just frustrated <laughs> for weeks upon weeks yes. until we give up and be like, all right, well, his season is done and yep. I'm not dealing with it anymore. Yep. And there's a good way to figure out whether or not you should deal with this problem. Mm-hmm. And that is from Pole Sports. You're right. Now, we have a special guest on the line. We are introducing the creator of PoleSports.com, John Castillo. Welcome to the show. 
Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. All right, I'm awesome. Good. So, John has graduated from Boston University with a bachelor's in business administration, but he has fallen in love <laughs> with coding and programming and all that good stuff. So, why don't you tell me uh, what was your initial inspiration to start pole sports? Yeah, so uh, you know, pole sports are really built it for myself it's something that i've always (laughs) kind of wished existed and i couldn't believe that it didn't um but the catalyst for the idea really came about uh during uh, one of my fantasy leagues last season where i run a league with a couple friends of mine that i grew up with and i was involved in a trade myself that uh, the league wasn't too happy about (laughs) so So the trade ended up being it was uh christian mccaffrey and doug baldwin for Larry Fitzgerald, Julian Edelman, and Chris Thompson. Okay. But mind you, this was immediately after week one. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, so McCaffrey had an underwhelming week one. I think he had like maybe 50 yards or so on the ground. Nothing too crazy. And Doug Baldwin had just gotten hurt. Mm. But uh, I'm a big McCaffrey fan, so I wanted that trade. You know, I was the second to McCaffrey. Well, yeah, but, uh, on this show then. <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect, I made it like a bandit. But uh, right. at the time, at the time, the league was uh, there was about three or four guys who just thought the trade was way too one sided. Yeah, and uh, they wanted to put a veto in. And uh, since I'm the commissioner, I was kind of like, all right, so how do I handle this? Because <laughs> I have a conflict of interest here. I want the trade to go through, but I want to be fair. Right. So I essentially told the league, let's just do a vote. There's 12 of us. If seven votes want the trade vetoed, then we won't pass it through and it gets vetoed. But it's just kind of funny because there was about three or four people who thought very strongly about the trade uh, not going through. But I wanted to get second opinions, and I would, you know, I would, I would text a couple friends of mine and, and get their get their thoughts. And it was pretty split down the middle on the opinion on on which side is better. Right. So I was like, I was like, man, there should be a website somewhere where I could just kind of, you know, post up a poll, put my lead details in, the league size, you know, whether it's PPR, yeah, and just be able to get some feedback on what people think on this trade. So that's kind of how it culminated in my head, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm gonna start working on this. This this would be cool to have out there for sure. Definitely, it's awesome. I know before we got into the podcast, and we had multiple friends, we were in leagues together, yeah. leagues apart. Every time we'd have a question, I'm texting Tom, I'm texting our friend Joe, I'm texting your other friend Ace, and I'm like, what do you think about it? And then like 50% would say one, and 50% I'm like, I need more. I need more people for this. Yeah. But I would send something out on Twitter and maybe get one or two replies or something yeah. on Facebook, and it just it wasn't working. So when I saw you post about this online, I jumped at it because I was like, yes, I know there's more than just me that has been looking for something like this. Everybody's looking for this. I, that's what I would say because you always have a question. No matter what it is, is it do yeah. I start this guy or this guy or trade this guy for this guy. It There's always some kind of fantasy football question. No matter how good you've been, no matter how many championships you've won, there's always some kind of question you have to get answered that you just are on the fence about. Okay. And it's constant. You know, it's every yeah. single week, and it's the same questions over and over again. <laughs> Who do I pick up? Who do I drop? Who wins this trade? Yes, it's I, constantly nagging at you all season long. And mm-hmm. when the season gets here, uh, it's going to be a cyclone of people in and out and asking questions yes. on pollsports.com. I can yep. just see it now. Like right now it's a constant stream of people coming in and starting some polls, but really there's only 
is this a good trade type of pool? Right. And when it gets closer to that season, oh my goodness, it's going to be who do I start on Sunday mornings? Right. It's going to pop up yep. all day long. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. It's actually funny because uh, I usually plan a Jets opening. I'm, I'm a big Jets fan. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yep, that's right, Tom. <laughs> so for the past like six or seven years or so, I've been I plan uh, like a Jets opening day. We get a bus together, a bunch of us go out to the stadium and tailgate through the whole thing. That's awesome. And um, I was I was thinking this year, I'm like, man, like I really want to be home for opening Sunday and be able, you know, to be on the website and and be around in case I need to, you know. I, just, I, want, I want to see it in action for the first time on a Sunday. Yeah, so I'm we super would, excited about that. We would like you to be there too, because uh, <laughs> I'm going to be on there. We're probably going to be doing something that morning on opening mm-hmm. day, and we'll probably have that popped up right next to our Facebook live feed, and yep. we'll just be going back and forth and talking about those polls while people are asking us questions. So yeah. that should be an awesome first day. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I, I cannot wait for week one. Well, okay. It's getting close, though. I can't wait. It's getting close. So how long have you been working on this app or apps in general? Yeah, so um, I got started with software development about six years ago. Um, after I graduated from college, I kind of stumbled upon it, and they're really enjoying it. And uh, I've been working as a developer for the past six years. Um, but the actual uh, code for Pole Sports wasn't um didn't become a thing until around march so just a couple months ago so uh yeah i started working on it in early march and then i put out the publicly available beta in mid-may i believe it was on may 15th so it's only it's relatively new still it's been about eight or nine weeks since uh it's been released as a beta but um yeah it's been uh it's been a cool ride so far i've gotten some great feedback on the app on the concept of, of how things are playing out and uh, just trying to work in all the feedback that I can in time for the football season. Yeah, and what are your favorite aspects of full pole sports right now? Yeah, so for me, it comes down to the credibility system mm-hmm. and the coin system. So for those who aren't familiar with the coin system or who haven't had a chance to check it out yet, uh, essentially what I'm looking to do is build a community around pole sports. And um, I figured the best way of doing that would be to – provide a way to get rewarded when you um, are contributing to the website. So for example, let's say you just signed up. Um, Once you create an account, you get a hundred coins credited to your account automatically. And the coins are what you use to create polls of your own. So you can't just make an account, create a million polls and just, you know, not come back and (laughs) help out and offer your advice afterwards. So uh, the way it works is when you vote on other people's polls, you earn coins. So for each poll that you vote on, you earn one coin back, and then you trade in 10 coins to create a poll of your own. Yeah, so right. I'm hoping that'll build a nice cycle of uh, people helping each other out and, and you know paying it forward. Yeah, it sounds like a really good system. I really like how that has worked. Um, and all that being said, I mean, you got, you've said so many great things about what poll sports is, but what do you have – about pole sports that you can say is going to come and what are you looking forward to in the near future for pole sports? Yes. Yeah, so uh, the other piece, the credibility side. So for mm-hmm. example, um, one of the recent releases that I added a couple weeks ago was, were credibility badges. And what that means is uh, you get a badge next to your user profile based on your usage on the website mm-hmm. and based on how credible you are off of how 
you uh, comment on polls and how, how thoughtful and helpful you are in those comments. So, for example, right now, the number one thing that gets weighted into your credibility is whether or not a poll creator awards your comments as a top comment. Okay, yeah. That's and that gets placed, uh, that gets weighted the most heavily. And then the second thing being uh, whether or not your comment gets uploaded by the community. So those two attributes right now uh, are weighted the most into your credibility. But that's just, that's today, right? So right, one yeah. of the big drawbacks of that is that, you know, if you get credibility for being upvoted, it does introduce the idea of the hive mind mentality where just because you have a popular opinion, Right now, you would be credible, and that's not necessarily, <laughs> you know, the best way of doing things, obviously. Yeah. So what I'm working on, and I can't do this until the season actually kicks off, but what I'm right. working on is the accuracy score of polls being weighted into your credibility. So it's going to come down to two poll types, uh, both of those being who do I start and who do I stream, okay. because they have small windows of time. So in about seven days, you know, once the week is over... You can log in on Tuesday and you can retroactively go back and look at every single poll that you voted on in those two categories and see if you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really so awesome. That could... Yeah, it's really awesome. And I think that that is probably the, for me, that's like what I'm looking forward to, to really see what it's going to be like. I, am I going to be accurate? <laughs> you know, like, right. I, I have a feeling I can be accurate, but it, I think the thing is for me is when you see the accuracy and you know that this person who voted on your poll is being accurate, you can say, okay, that weighs a little more to me that, other than just saying, okay, all these guys have voted for this, but then this one guy who's always accurate voted the other way. Okay, maybe I should pay attention. And I like that. Yeah, there's, exactly. there's guys on Twitter that uh, they say themselves are accurate. And right. a lot of people yeah. will just ask the question to them, mm-hmm. and they'll get their you know, answer, but they don't get anybody else's answer. Right. I think this is where Pole Sports is going to separate from the pack, is you're going to see a whole lot of people voting, and then you're actually going to see who is accurate enough right. to trust next week. And then maybe you just send a message to that person. <laughs> like, hey, I don't care what anybody else says. You've been accurate on 90% of my polls. Yep. Where do you stand on this one? And hopefully that's going to be me and Tom in the near future. But... Very well could be. It could also be a little different. Who knows? Yes, uh, we will see. So uh, we're going to, right now, we're going to go right on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, the polls for today. I have not voted on the polls yet today. I was waiting until the show. So we're going to do these really quick just so the listeners can see what we're looking at. Yep. And then we have a few polls that uh, have been around for a few weeks or so that have enough uh, votes on them, and we'll see what the results have brought. And maybe after some news of today and recent weeks, uh, maybe somebody would have wanted to change their mind. <laughs> But for yeah. today, uh, the polls that we have right now, it says, who do I start? But I'm guessing it's probably, <laughs> uh, should I make this trade? Yeah. Um, which is just one of the many different uh, filter types that you can use on poll sports. This one is Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman or Kareem Hunt. Well, um, I'll start this one off, I guess. It's Dynasty, so 
it's it's tough because you're thinking, well, Kareem Hunt's not going to give you anything for eight weeks, but I I'm I'm going with that just because it's dynasty. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman are are okay. If you have anything else at running back, you're probably going Kareem Hunt. That's yeah. that's what I would be feeling at this point. But if you have absolutely nothing else, I would probably go with Lindsay and Freeman because it's you need something. And yes. if that's the case, that that's maybe you do it. Yeah, you would need if you need a running back you, right yeah. now. Yep. Then yeah, you obviously have to go with the guys who are going to be on the field for the first half of the season. But if you're going for that home run, yeah, I would probably go with Cream Hunt myself. But I lean towards Lindsey and Freeman just because I know they're going to be on the field. I clicked Cream Hunt, and I was the only one. Yes, you that were. voted for that. <laughs> it's it's a new poll, so we'll see if anybody else weighs in. But. Uh, uh, Mr. I'm leaning the same way. Okay. No, there we go. All right. Well, you, you, you get that. You get that two for one deal, you know. And I think that you know, neither neither guy is, I think, is going to break out. But you never right. know. And if yeah. they do, you you at least get the two for one deal where you have that that piece added to your team of a starting running back. Where Kareem Hunt, you know, he's obviously a lot more talented, but he's going to be missing for a couple of weeks, and he may or may not, you know, pick yes. up where he left off. Yep. Yep. And there's also a guy. That's also there. That's yes, and Chubb. That's right. going to be something special himself. At least I think so. And so yeah, that's gonna that's gonna give it a little bit of a different story as well. All right. Now for the the question of the polls that we are voting <laughs> on right now that were brand new. Who wins this trade? It is a Superflex Dynasty, and I have never seen a poll like this on here before. So I can't wait to see what happens after there are a bunch of people voting on it. Again, who wins this trade? Superflex Dynasty, straight up. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes or Saquon Barkley? That is one of the hardest questions you can ask. Yes, <laughs> it is. I can see either one of them going right. in the top couple of picks in a startup Superflex Dynasty, but do you trust Patrick Mahomes for 15 years or do you trust Saquon Barkley for the next eight? Um, it's, it, it's, it's hard because running back is – key but it's a super flex so we're now we're talking about the best quarterback in the league and then you're going to have another quarterback as well because you if it's super flex you're probably starting another quarterback unless you have ridiculous lineup right but i think i ended i already voted for that one and i think i ended up voting for barkley but i think i'm I have to almost switch my I, my thought here because I mean, you got the best quarterback in the system right yes. now. And I, he lit it up last year. <laughs> I voted for Mahomes just right. because if you are truly going to be in that league forever, I think that's a much better yeah. asset. Yep. Uh, but Saquon Barkley is leading in the votes as of right now. Okay. So running backs are still king, according to a few <laughs> voters already. On the people, boards. people might not have seen that it was a super flex. That's, so that's true. They, you do, if you're just scrolling through and you're just clicking on stuff, you're not. You might not see it. That so. is one of the things that uh, I know people are probably going to do. They're not going to look at all of the information. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's where the accuracy right. will eventually come into play. Yep. Like, right. well, this guy didn't realize it was a dynasty, but he voted anyway. But there's enough people out there that will be looking at it, especially Tom and I. I read mm-hmm. everything, uh, especially the comments and stuff when it comes down to these trades. Uh, next one on the list uh, is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Samuel or 
Marquez Valdez Scantling and a 2019 third round pick. Here's here's how I see it. The third round pick, I'm putting out the one. I don't really care about that. That's just kind of like whatever. Uh, but if you have Scantling on your Mark, uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling on your team, it's almost like a big, huge wild card. If he goes off, he's going to go off, and he'll probably go off for a long time right. with Aaron Rodgers. Curtis Samuel, I don't see being a go-off type of guy. That He just doesn't have the team. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is just amazing. And when you have somebody, a wide receiver, who has a chance to be that guy, that to me is more valuable than a guy that you kind of already know who he's going to be. So that's why I'm leaning toward Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and I'm going to vote on that. All right. All right. I'm going to ask John this one because he's an AFC guy just like you. <laughs> I I kind of have my leaning since I'm more of an NFC guy. Where mm-hmm. do you fall on Curtis Samuel or Marquez Valdez-Scantling? I'm definitely on the Scantling side. Okay. If you have the opportunity to have the number two guy for Aaron Rodgers, you know, I'm going with that upside every that's, time. That's what I'm talking, talking about right there. That's a perfect example. Number two. And that also, yeah, that also loops me back to the, um, the previous question with Mahomes, you know, and Barkley as well. There's no way... I'm taking Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers. There's no way. I need to see more out of him. I don't care whatever season he had last year, how amazing he was. <laughs> I, Rodgers I, is still the guy. I can't blame you for that train of thought, but uh, you know anybody, any anytime somebody sees that word dynasty and Patrick Mahomes, yeah. they're going to take him over Aaron Rodgers. It yeah. might not be the best for the next couple of years because th- this will be a – perfect year for Patrick Mahomes to show us what he's really got. And what if he shows us what he's really got and it's not what it was last year? Now you're thinking, man, I just spent my first rounder on him, if it's a super flex, and I could have got Aaron Rodgers later. Mm-hmm. Yep, could have had Saquon Barkley and possibly you know, yeah. another great quarterback. Yeah. Maybe yep. Andrew Luck on the other side. I don't know how. But everything I've seen out of Mahomes is insanely ridiculous. The no-look throws, all the all the crazy, like, just thread-the-needle things that he's done really makes me feel like he is the best quarterback in fantasy football at the moment. Yes. He has to prove to me that he's not. For me to not take him over Aaron Rodgers. Now, the thing here is, can you wait one more year and get Patrick Mahomes next year, or is it if he proves it, he's going to be ridiculously yeah. expensive yeah. to try and get in right. another league next year. So you kind of have to take that chance to hopefully get that next Aaron Rodgers type fantasy player. That's a very good point. Uh, but right now he is probably the number one quarterback. So if right. you're going to get him, you you got to take gotta him early take anyway. Him high. Yep, so, you yeah. do. Uh, okay, yeah. a real quick one here. Uh, <laughs> Basically, would you trade up to the 210 and give up a 304 and a 310 just to move up a few spots? Uh, it's a 10-team league, so it's only four spots to move up. Yeah. Would you give up two-thirds to get back into the second round this year? It really depends on what I think is going to be available in the rookie draft, but I'm probably going with the two-thirds, yeah, and nice. I'm going to vote for that. All right. Yeah, that's the side of what around as well. It's all upside at that point. Yep. Yeah, you want the additional picks at that point, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so far that is the majority. Uh, this one was an interesting one. I'm not a hundred percent sure that this is a <laughs> real 
poll on here because I don't know anybody this, that yeah. would do this. But which would you rather have, the tenth pick in the first round, or the ever consistent <laughs> and boring Lamar Miller? Um, at this almost almost too easy. I think you just have to go with the tenth pick. Lamar Miller this is a dynasty. Yes. So dynasty. Lamar Miller is one hundred percent not going to be worth it in the next couple years. Right now he's going to be a fine back, but that tenth pick is going to be somebody in the future for you. You would hope. And I voted for it, and right now it says it's pretty close. Pretty close. It's really not that far off. Nope. Right. Yeah. So one thing about this poll in particular, though, the the person who would be getting the, the Miller side is a contender this year. So I think that's okay. the reason why it was so split down the middle, or close to being split down the middle. Okay. That makes because you're at least what you're sense, getting. Yes. Right. 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 Yep. And Lamar Miller, he he is just so. He's never been hyped up except for never. his first couple of years yeah. in the league. Yep. And then yeah. we got it traded to Houston. And then ever since then, everybody's just like, eh. Get him so late, and he's still a number one running back on a, on a team. And you're sitting there thinking, well, do I, do I want him? It's like, <laughs> it's, you never really want him, but it's like, well, he's still there. I got to take him, right? Yeah. So you, you end up taking him. And he usually gets you – he's consistent. He gets you 15 <laughs> points a game or so. And that's what you need. Yep, that's it. Uh, one poll left for today before we get into some that have a lot of votes and we can talk about percentages and whatnot. This one, is, yeah, this one is, I think, should be weighted one side yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, PPR Dynasty, uh, Trey Burton, this year's 210, mm-hmm. and Spencer Ware, which I'm guessing is probably yeah, a okay. throw-in. Maybe the guy's got... Well, I don't even know if Spencer Ware's on a team Dude, right now. I mean, so. why do you even want Spencer Ware? Like, <laughs> that's just, know. yeah. <laughs> and would you rather have that side or Austin Hooper and next year's mid-second rounder? This is 100% Austin Hooper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Trey Burton, but Austin Hooper has just proven it last year. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That is insane what just happened. More people have voted for Trey Burton. Yeah. I'm very confused. That is a wow. Trey Burton had a lot of upside last year, but I'm not seeing that any more out of him. And Austin Hooper has been consistent enough to be a top 10 tight end. Well, I think Trey Burton can be top 10 as well. I think he was top 10 last year. But Austin Hooper, 100% to me, has the better outlook for not only this year, but for the future as well. That's crazy. Uh, Would you like to weigh in on that one? Mr. Castillo. Yeah, you know, Burton had just so much hype in the mm-hmm. offseason last year before the season started, and I feel like people are still latching on to that. I am personally. <laughs> so that that's why I chose the Burton side. I think that okay. he'll have this season that he was supposed to have last year this year. I, I hope we'll you're see. right. I, I hope like you're right, Burton. too, because I have Burton on my on yes, the flag, <laughs> on the flag league, and that's what my favorite league to play in. And so I have him. He, he's basically my starter because I got Greg Olson, who I don't know what to expect out of. But yeah, if if I had my choice, though, I'd still probably go with Hooper. But Trey Burton, I think, is top 10. I really do. I think he's a top 10 tight end, but I think Hooper has a better chance to be in the top five. Yep. Yeah, All right. Both solid. Let's move on to our first real poll that we were <laughs> interested in, and that is who wins this trade? George Kittle and James Conner, or Melvin Gordon, Baker Mayfield, and a 2020 late first. And this is just a straight PPR <sighs> Dynasty League, not a super flex. 
So Dynasty, what have you, Tom? I'm looking at Kittle, and I'm seeing nothing else that can match him as far as tight ends go. And then I'm looking at Connor, and I can see a swap out kind of with Melvin. But Gordon is a better running back in my eyes than Connor at this point. Then I see Mayfield, who has a lot of hype on him right now because he's got a really two really good wide receivers, Chubb, and then Hunt will come in in week eight, and that's going to help a lot. And then I see that first-round pick, and that throws everything off. Like, I would have 100% went with Kittle and Connor over Melvin and Mayfield, but then that, that first-rounder makes me want to lean that way. And I was just the opposite. <laughs> uh, I think Kittle is such a good asset in this trade. I agree with that. That's, that I yeah. don't care about any – I if it were a – and it doesn't say how many teams in there. If this were a 12 mm-hmm. or 14-team league, I would almost take Kittle over Gordon right now just with what's going on with him. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. So and, – and Connor is just basically – I mean, yes, it's a smidge bit of a downgrade from Gordon overall, but it's not that much of a downgrade that would I take Kittle or Mayfield in a first in a 12-team league? I don't care about my quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that it was a late first. A late first. I did not see that. That does change a little bit. A little bit. I I still (laughs) – it really depends, I guess, on who you have – at your quarterback position. If Mayfield's all you got, then you got to think about that. You can't just go with that. But um, it's it's tough because Kittle is definitely top three tight end, no doubt, no doubt. And he's that you get to that upper tier as far as tight ends, and it drops down significantly to the next tier. It's almost like there's a second tier with nobody in it, and then there's a third tier with all the rest of the guys because the first tier is obviously uh, Kittle and Ertz and uh, Kelsey. Kelsey. Well, Kelsey could be in a tier by himself this year. We'll see. But, yeah, that's kind of what you have to think about when you're looking at Kittle. It's it's a tough one. I'm still leaning towards Melvin Gordon unless the news gets worse with him. Right, and for those of you in listening land not on YouTube where you're following along and you can see this, uh, (laughs) it is 56% in favor of the Melvin Gordon Mayfield first-rounder side. Now, maybe with the news coming out of Gordon's possible holdout, maybe people would lean the other way. Uh, What do you say, John? Yeah, for me, I'm going the Melvin side. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge believer in Kittle. I think he's the real deal. He's going to do it for years to come. But Connor, for me, I think is way overhyped. I need to see more out of him. And I think Melvin is way better than Connor. And um, Mayfield, I think, is, is the real deal as well. He's He's so fun to watch. And I think he's going to keep doing it for years to come. So I'm going with the extra pick and those two guys over, over Kittle is the way I see it, really. Yep, I, I don't think I, Connor will be around for a while. I can't fault either side on this one. Yeah, I just like, obviously, we've talked about this before, I'm kind of the tight end junkie this year. <laughs> yes, so <you> when <laughs> there's a tight end involved in a trade, I'm, I'm kind of all over that. Uh, so let's keep going with Melvin Gordon. Uh, you won't see this on your screen, but there was another poll. Uh, Melvin Gordon, straight up mm-hmm. on that side, or Aaron Jones and a 2020 mid-first-round pick for next season. I hate this one I because I, I really have high hopes for Aaron Jones this year, and I really think he could be really, really good. 
because of the numbers that he had last year and the fact that he led the league in yards per carry last year. And with a new coach, I mean, I've, I've said all this stuff plenty of times, but with a new coach, there's a possibility they get to him more because that coach ran the ball a lot more on the previous team that he was on. So when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at what does the mid-first round pick value at? Because I do value Melvin Gordon more than Aaron Jones. Does it constitute 20% difference between the two? And that's where I have to say no. It, that is a tough one. Uh, right now, I don't put a whole lot of stock into 2020 picks yet. Right. But there are I, a yep. lot of people out there that say next year's draft is going to be super deep. Yeah. So that mid-round pick could be considered a higher first-round pick in normal year's drafts. Yeah. So it could be a little more valuable, but, yeah, I'm... Man. <laughs> if you if you're worried about Melvin Gordon right now, it's not a bad thing to have Aaron Jones on your team because I really do think that Aaron Jones is going to have a good year and I know I'm outside the norm on that because most people are still bashing Aaron Jones for whatever reason it is. I like it. I'd still go Melvin on this one though because I don't believe that he's going to hold out for the whole year. All right, and before I reveal the percentage, uh Jonathan, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm taking Melvin. He, he's the sure thing, you know, pending injury or the contract dispute issues. But he, he's a sure thing when you look at these, you know, when you look at Aaron Jones and the, the pick that you don't know you're, what you're getting there at that point. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that, this one for me is easy. I'm going Melvin Gordon. Yep. Yeah, I have to agree. Although yep. it would be tempting if we hear just a little bit more news <laughs> of Melvin being seriously oh, considering man. his holdout. But Melvin Gordon in this poll is 60% to 40% for Aaron Jones mm-hmm. in the first uh, and before we get to the next poll, which is going to be about Alvin Kamara, apparently a team official asked Alvin Kamara to take out his nose ring before meeting with the GM during the draft process. Mm. And Alvin Kamara said, no, you don't like it, then you don't need to draft me. That had to be the Jets. That had to be the Jets. <laughs> My goodness. I, I mean, we could have had Kamara. I just know it was the Jets. No, yep, it's got to be. It's got to be. No. Uh, okay, so our <laughs> our Alvin Kamara poll question, I love this one. Who would you like, Alvin Kamara or oh. Dalvin Cook and Keenan Allen? Yeah, this one is almost, it's hard because I really like Kamara, but I also like Cook. And Keenan Allen I really like as well. You got Cook, who could be top 10. You got Keenan Allen, who could be top 10 wide receiver. I'm going Cook and Keenan Allen. That's just where I'm at right now because Cook could be as good as Kamara if he's healthy. And I think that's the biggest question with Cook at this point. It's it's weird to look at this one because I really thought the Cook and Allen side would be higher. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's not too far off. Right. But I guess if you're looking for that sure thing, you got to go with Kamara. Yeah. But, man, that is so it's, it, To me, it's not that far off from Kamara to Cook. It's it's a somewhat of a gap. But Cook, if he's healthy all year, it's really <laughs> not that far off. And in Keenan Allen, I don't know. I feel like that's almost it's almost too good for me to not take Cook and Keenan Allen for Kamara. All right. One more to weigh in. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going Kamara on this one as well. When sure. you know, all three of these guys are studs. 
bottom line. But um, when it comes to studs like this, I'm going with the safe pick. And uh, for me also, the injury concern, I feel like Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. that's always a concern yep. for him. So oh, yeah. He finally had a healthy season for the first time in a while last year. But um, to me, that's always a lingering concern for both him and Cook. So that makes the Kamara pick for me just that much safer right. you know, when you're talking about these and I guess high-caliber also, players. Yeah, and I guess it also depends on what you need. <laughs> if you have uh, wide receivers already, you probably don't need the Keenan Allen and Cook side. And if you're looking for that stud, yeah, go with Kamara. All right. Uh, I've got a rebuild poll here. Okay. This one, I was kind of shocked at how one-sided it was. And one of the sides is Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. Sony Michelle, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And the other side is Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Leonard Fournette, and this year's third pick in the first round. Yeah. That's a haul. That seems like a lot to give. I mean, Kamara's great. Mahomes is great. Michelle could be something pretty good in the future or even this year. But then you got Bell, who you know is going to have something this year. A.B. is going to have something, no doubt. I mean, it might not be what he had last year or the in years previous, but it's still going to be something pretty decent. Cooks should be good. I mean, he's the best wide receiver on the team. Right. And then you got Fournette who could be like could be really good. I mean, you got another guy who's got injury issues. But then you got that third pick overall in the draft. That to me I'm go it's a it's crazy how one-sided it is. It is. But I'm going with Bell, AB Cooks, Fournette and that 103. Now, it was a rebuild. And I think that's yeah. probably why it's more one-sided. Yeah. Uh if you're going to rebuild and keep these guys, why not get the possible best quarterback? One of the best running backs right now who has no contract issues, no holdout possibilities. The thing, though, with that rebuild is I'm looking at the 103, and I'm thinking, boy, you're giving up the 103 to rebuild. That's true. That doesn't really compute. I understand the Mahomes and the Kamara and the Michelle. I, I get all three of them guys for a rebuild. But the other guys, I don't see Bell retiring next year i don't see no. antonio brown retiring next year i don't see cooks retiring next year four and that's definitely not going to retire unless he gets hurt yeah, well. um <laughs> and then you got the one of three i just it's still to me one-sided for bell ab cooks Fournette in that first round. it is uh and uh john where do you come on <laughs> yeah i definitely agree with tom on this one you know give me give me bell give me ab give me cooks yeah. Fournette. Fournette, i think is gonna have a bounce back year hopefully yeah and uh he, he still has a lot left to him i think so all, all these guys could could be absolute studs right. you know, in the top yeah. five. So um, I'm going I'm going with the additional additional picks there for sure. And this is the perfect example of why we need to have that accuracy rate, the credibility. Yeah, because that's... right now it is eighty percent in favor of the Kamara Michelle Mahomes side, mm-hmm. which I think is crazy. Like I I could see either side. I thought maybe this was going to be. You know, a fifty-one forty-nine. Right. Goal, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like everybody's like, screw it. I don't want that old Le'Veon Bell and that old <laughs> Antonio Brown. Like, what? Really? I, uh, okay. Uh, okay. We got one more uh, that involves Alvin Kamara. Okay. Before we get to <laughs> the meat of the show, because we have got <laughs> a few polls we're going to talk about that involve Todd Gurley. Oh yeah. But before we get there, one more with Kamara. It's Kamara. And Goodwin mm-hmm. versus Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, and the 104 2019 draft pick. Boy, um, Kamara and Goodwin, 
I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a Goodwin fan. Never have been. And I see Mixon and Boyd, who I like fine. They're both good. But they're both Bengals as well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you don't have to go there. But I, I, they're both good, and I can start both of them every week and feel confident in them. True. And then you get the 104. To me, it's not that far of a drop off from Kamara to Mixon, and I, I like Boyd more than Goodwin. That's just my personal opinion. Sure. But and then you get the 104. I like that too. I'm going with Mixon Boyd in the 104. All right. The other Jets fan, are you a closet <laughs> Bengals fan or are you still on Kamara? No, Tom, Tom again speaking my language here. Mixon <laughs> over Kamara, not much of a drop off there. I think Mixon is right up there with him. And Boyd to me is just way better than Goodwin. So yeah, that yes. that one for me as well. There we go. Is easy. Oh, and the poll right now is at sixty percent for the Mixon Boyd and yep. one oh four side, which makes sense. Yep. But you know, I figured I'd throw that one in there with Kamara actually losing a poll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I forgot that pick was in there as well. There's also Yeah, one oh four right there. Like, yeah, that wow. pick, yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on to Todd Gurley, everybody's favorite story of the oh, offseason. Is he going to be his former self? Does he have more than a couple years left in him? <laughs> so the first poll we have here is a trade in a half PPR Dynasty 12 team. And just a couple of years ago, giving up both Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette would have been <laughs> insane. Like, what are you doing? Right. Like, why would you give up two for sure stud starters? Uh, but right now they're trying to get rid of Gurley and Fournette for Saquon Barkley and Calvin Ridley. And right now it is insanely in favor of Barkley and Ridley. If See, the problem is, is I'm not as big of a Ridley fan as a lot of other people are. I do like Ridley. I think he's going to be good this year. But Todd Gurley is still got a chance to be the number one guy. And Fournette, he could be top ten at some point. I don't know what to think about Barkley and Ridley together. I, To me, Barkley is 100% the best chance that he could have the best year. But then you got Gurley and Fournette. I, I, it's so close to me, but I would almost lean towards Gurley and Fournette as long as <laughs> the problem there is they are both have, they both have an injury yes, type of do. issue laying forward there. So I would still go with Gurley and Fournette and just kind of cross my fingers. <laughs> I think this particular trade question may bring about something else that needs to be added to pole sports. I okay. just just thought about it looking at this. Maybe there should be another thing where uh, we could put in, do we have to start two running backs? Yeah. Do we only need to start one running back? If this particular league only requires you to start one running back, yeah. I'm probably going yeah. Barkley all day. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. That's a, that's a really good idea. Yeah, because right now all you really have is the additional common box, and right. that just gets mm-hmm. filtered in as an additional common, but it's not visible right away unless you click into the poll. So right. it'd be, it would be cool to highlight that somehow on the poll itself. You know, additional lead details. Maybe an additional tag would, would do it. That, yeah. Good yeah, idea. Yeah. There's so many different leagues out there. <laughs> you can't yeah. have them all you know, staring you at in the face when we're looking at these polls, but yeah, it would be nice. Cause like in the flag league, we only need to start one running back. Now there's 16 teams that you have to worry about. So if you don't have a second running back, 
you're going to have a bad time probably yeah. in that league. But, uh, so, yeah, uh, are you on the Saquon side or are you sticking with the injury-prone running backs? I'm going Gurley and Fournette. Are you? You, know, right. you guys already know that I think the, the Gurley, you know, the the news coming in is way overhyped in my opinion. Of course. And yeah. uh, the way I see it, you're, you know, in redraft leagues, you're getting two first-round picks here in Fournette and uh, Gurley yeah. in my opinion. So yeah. I think I'm going with those two guys for sure. Even though Barkley is obviously an absolute stud, and you can't go wrong with him for years to come. But right, and I think give me the two first rounders. Yeah, and I think people see Barkley, and if there's not five first round talents <laughs> on the other side, they're like, no, no way, I'm not taking that. I'm not an idiot. Well, if Gurley and Fournette pan out, you've got two extreme studs at running yeah. back. So. Yep. And Calvin Ridley is just another wide receiver, though he scored 10 touchdowns last <laughs> year. He's not probably going to do that every year that he's with Julio Jones on the team. Right. Now, if Julio leaves for any reason, there's a possibility that Ridley could be something a little better. Um, but right now, it just doesn't I, – I, I'm not the hugest Ridley fan at this point. All right. Uh, there's one on there. I didn't put it up as a graphic, but – it was weird, and I think this was probably put up right after the girly news when they were blowing it out of proportion. Would you rather have uh, Gurley in a mid-2021 or Melvin Gordon? And I'm like, <laughs> well, why would you even uh, consider the Melvin Gordon yeah. side on that one? You're getting a first-round pick and possibly the number one overall running back in fantasy yeah. football? Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. So it was 80% in favor of Gurley, right. although 20% in favor of Melvin Gordon yep. was some very, very scared fantasy football owners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one more poll that we're going to put up. I might add or talk about a few more, but this is this is a big one. It's a very big one. Yeah. There's a lot of heavy hitters in this trade. It is one side. Uh, well, first, it is a half PPR, super flex 12 team. It does not say dynasty, so it, I voted on this as if it were a redraft. Okay. And the options are Todd Gurley, Travis Kelsey, Kenny Galladay, and the 202 in 2019 rookie draft versus Michael Thomas, George Kittle, and Leonard Fournette. So I, I, I'm going to lead this one off because the first thing I always do is I always take the, the draft pick that's involved and I move it to the side. <laughs> and when there's three guys, and I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to compare them, uh, Gurley and Fournette, okay? Not the hugest drop-off, but there could be a drop-off if Gurley is the number one guy again. But then you got you do think about the overblown news that we've been talking about is if Gurley isn't the guy, then Fournette is still just is basically as good as Gurley is. Now, so let's just kind of compare that. Maybe Gurley wins that side. Now you got Kittle and Kelsey. To me, that's a wash. It's really not much of a pro- – I don't see that as whatever. Who cares? And then you got Galladay and Michael Thomas. Clearly, Clearly. Michael Thomas is the guy going forward. And then that 202, does the 202 make up for the gap between Galladay and Michael Thomas? No, it does not. Therefore, I'm going with Michael Thomas, Kittle, and Fournette. There you go. Uh, I think there could be a gap between Kelsey and Kittle. Could be. Okay. There's not enough for this it's, trade. It's, in unless I'm you... saying Kelsey is – it's not a wash. I'm saying right. Kelsey is higher than Kittle. But the problem is 
we don't know if Kelsey is going to get fed the ball every single time he's out there on the field. But what we do know is that Kittle is going to get fed the ball a lot as well. Yes. So if you are looking for a better wide receiver and not looking for to downgrade too much in your running back, it clearly in my eyes is the Michael Thomas, Kittle, and Fournette. Yeah, I, it's it's a tough one. I am okay with either side on I this. I am as well because the 202 does make up a little bit for it, but – it's not enough in my eyes. I still, I, Michael Thomas is great. Kittle yes. is great. Fournette has a capacity to be great. All three of them I could really like. I don't like Galladay in this. If this was somebody else a little bit better than Galladay, I would 100% go with the Kelsey and Gurley side. Yeah, uh, Michael Thomas, if you, if you had to put a gun to my head, I would probably go with the Michael Thomas <laughs> side just because he is the rock. Yeah. In the, and we have him in the Dynasty mm-hmm. Savages League, so we count on him week in and week out, and he catches everything thrown to him. So you get two guys like you know Kittle and Michael Thomas, and then you just take a chance with whatever running back you yeah. can put in there. <laughs> Leonard yeah. Fournette is basically being drafted as a running back two right, right now, right. but he could be a running back one, yep. and Todd Gurley is being drafted as a running back one and could just not ever play again. I don't think so. <laughs> he's going to play. Uh, I don't have any questions, but I will say sometimes he's getting drafted as a running back too. I mean, he's getting drafted in the second round, late in the second round in some of these drafts. So it, you got to think like this is obviously these are guys that already are on the, on teams. You're not drafting. So you don't want to think as a, as a draft, but to me, you, I see Fournette and I see Gurley. I see Gurley as the better guy. But if all that news is real, I don't. I really don't see much of a difference between the two. All right. All right. Let me guess. John's <laughs> on the Michael Thomas, George Kittle, Leonard Fournette side. Yeah, I mean, I, I love me some Todd Gurley, but there's just too much on the other side. To yeah. you know, Michael Thomas is way better than Kelsey in my opinion, and Kittle is way better than Galladay as well. Yeah. So it comes yep. down to Fournette and Gurley and. The drop off is there, but yep. the drop off with the other two guys is that much larger. So, and for me, that second round pick doesn't matter much. Right, that that's an easy one for me. Yep. And for those in listening land, the poll right now is at sixty five percent: Michael Thomas, George Kittle, Leonard yeah. Fournette. So we were all agreeing with everybody else out there that has voted. Okay, we've got a few more. We'll talk about. Um, let's see what we got here: Gurley, Cooper. And the 209 okay. versus Carrion Johnson, okay. our guy Michael Thomas, okay. Dallas Goddard, and a late 2021st. This is a tough one. It, I honestly do think it's tough because I'm looking at Michael Thomas and I'm looking at Gurley, and I think, I think Gurley is – see, the problem is Gurley could be a better option than Michael Thomas. But right now I'm looking at Michael Thomas and I'm thinking that Michael Thomas is the better option than Gurley. the safer option at He's least. He's the safer option than Gurley. If I'm going safe, I'm going Michael Thomas. Cooper and Carrion Johnson are yeah, – yeah. Everybody knows our stance on Amari Cooper right. for the most part. So. Yeah, but the problem is I'm not the hugest on Carrion Johnson either. So I'm just going to give that a wash. And then you have to add Goddard into the mix. Okay, that's fine. And then the first rounder. I'm probably going with Carrion Johnson, Michael Thomas, Goddard in the first rounder. Yeah, that seems by far the safest. It's definitely pick. the safest. Yep. If it were best ball, 
Oh, there you go. I might almost go the yeah. other way yeah. just because Amari Cooper ends up having about four giant games a year <laughs> yeah. and 12 yes. so-so yeah. or crappy games. So, uh, Mr. Castillo, where do you weigh in? Yeah, I definitely agree that the safer side on this one is the carry on and Michael Thomas side. But, yeah, I mean, it could go either way for sure. That girly Cooper side could be could be massive for a team, yep. but... Michael Thomas to me is as safe as is as safe as it gets, and yeah. carry on. I think he's gonna have a huge year. So I'm going, I'm going that side. All right, Jets fans, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh no! You want Gurley and the 202, <laughs> or are you taking Le'Veon Bell and a 106? Here's the problem. Um, one? Yes. Well, <laughs> the problem here is that Le'Veon Bell is almost every draft that I have done recently has been taken before Todd Gurley. And then you got the 106, and then you got Todd Gurley on the other side with the one, uh, 202. So you would think that Le'Veon in the 106 would get more votes and get uh, a better result. But you have to think about it for a second. If Todd Gurley is going to be Todd Gurley, do you think Le'Veon Bell is going to be anywhere close to where Le'Veon Bell was two years ago? He hasn't played for a year. And he's on a brand new team who I'm hoping he does amazing <laughs> things with. But man, that 106 is really, really tempting as well. So it's it's hard to say that Gurley is going to completely go nuts because of the knee injury talks and all that. But I I'm probably going with Le'Veon in 106, and that oh, that makes Homer a little, little bit of homerism <laughs> in me. All right, do we have another Homer pick on this one? Give me Le'Veon Bell on the pick. Oh, sure. wow. oh, and the, the, way, the way I see it, Le'Veon Bell is one year younger. You know, I don't see that year off as a, as a knock on him. No, I think yeah, he is, sure. he's one year younger. He's coming in nice and fresh. And uh, Le'Veon Bell, in my opinion, is better than Todd Gurley. Ooh, um, oof, hot take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we, so no, I'm you, hoping you... he'll pick up right where he left off <laughs> when he was with the Steelers, and I think he's going to do it for us with the Jets, and this yes. is my unbiased opinion. Oh, yeah, right, but <laughs> not really. <laughs> I'm never unbiased when it comes no, to the Jets. I, it's impossible. <laughs> okay, we got one more for the Jets fans. <laughs> it's almost the same, but there's a little difference in here. So now we're getting girly and the 113, so this was at least a 14-16 team league, mm-hmm. and a third-round pick, or Le'Veon and the 101. That's no question. Le'Veon 101. <laughs> I mean, that, that's impossible. Yeah. That's, you can't go. The 101, I mean, that is another stud running back right there. Well, maybe. Possibly. Most likely. <laughs> Most likely. 50% chance. All right. <laughs> I, I'm sure Jonathan Castillo here is going to go with Olivia on site on that one, too. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, that's pretty easy. That one actually has 84% on the Le'Veon side. So <laughs> yeah. no big no big surprise there. Uh, let's see. Here is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about Gurley and Fournette on opposite sides. Now, this is just Gurley on one side. Just hot Gurley. On the other side, you get Leonard Fournette. You get a 105, a 205, and a mid-first in 2020. Is that enough for you to take the downgrade in Leonard Fournette? Yes. It is um, almost without question because that 105 could be another stud. One and back, wide receiver, whatever it is. The 205, you can always find something there. And then that uh, mid-first-round pick next next year's draft would be – 
almost pushing it over the top in my eyes. Yeah, that mid-2021, like I said earlier, there's a lot of people that love next yeah. year's draft yep. class. That is what would put it over the top for me. And, uh, yeah, do we have another girly homer <laughs> on the line? Or do we like the <laughs> this picks? One's re- this one's really tough. Just because you, you don't know what you're getting with that pick, but like you said, it's going to be a stacked draft class. If, mm-hmm. it is, if it's a stack, people say it is, you know, you're going to get a stud there with that 2020 first-round pick. Yep. So maybe slightly <laughs> I'll go with that side, but it's super close for me. Well, the majority of people that voted on that, 89% is taking the Fournette and yeah. pick side over Gurley. Wow. So, yeah, definitely a lot uh, farther in favor in that side than I thought it was going to be. Okay, let's see. We've got – we'll do two more polls I've got sitting here. These are a little closer. Uh, one side of Todd Gurley. Evan Ingram and Mike Williams. Okay. Or Travis Kelsey, Sony Michelle, and Adam Thielen. All right. Well, let's do what I do. Um, you go with Gurley and Michelle. Gurley clearly to me is the winner there. And then you go Kelsey and Ingram. Clearly, Kelsey wins that. So now we're basically even. Now you got to look at Thielen and Mike Williams. I'm going Thielen over Mike Williams, and that's that's wow! I can't believe I'm doing it because it's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> wow, I can't. I I don't think I can do it because Thielen to me isn't that much of a difference between Mike Williams to where I think Gurley and Michelle is a bigger gap, and the Kelsey is a decent gap, but it's not huge from Mike Mike or from Ingram. So I'm. Very slightly leaning towards the girly Ingram and Mike Williams. Now, I actually am leaning the other way yep. because it is the much safer, higher floor side, in my Agreed. opinion. Yep. Adam Thielen is just, he's consistent. Yep. <laughs> well, I, well, last Kirk year. Cousins <laughs> made him inconsistent in the okay. second half of the year, but he still wasn't horrible. And you and I both think Travis Kelsey could have it could a, be a monster. an insane Rob Gronkowski type year. It could very well be. And Sony Michelle is Sony Michelle. I try to stay away from New England running backs. Yeah, and that's that's to me the gap. The gap between Gurley and Michelle is the the kicker for me, and that's why it's very very close. But I wouldn't have no problem with anybody saying I got to go with Kelsey and Thielen. All right, there's no Jets in this one. So what does John think? <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you on the uh, the Sony Michelle and New England running backs in general. I try to stay away as well. Right. Yep. Um, but I, I I love Kelsey and Thielen. I think they're they're both phenomenal. And uh, for me, that that combination is is better than than the girly side for that reason. Ingram is nice. Williams is nice, but you still yes. don't really know what you're getting there. But with yep. Kelsey and Thielen, you know what you're getting. So I'm, I'm going with that side for that reason. Okay. All right. One last poll we're going to talk about before we let you be on your way. And this one, I, I'm honestly stumped when I look <laughs> at this one and what the percentage is. Yeah. Because I looked at it and it was probably an instant click yeah, for me. It should be. And this is Todd Gurley and Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. on one side. That, Sounds good. I, I'm loving it. Yeah, there's some injury concern there. You of, sure? of, course. of course there is. And the other side has Nick Chubb, Curtis Samuel, and the 113 in 2019. Okay, so let's take that 113, put it to the side. Put it to the side. And <laughs> we take Todd Gurley versus Chubb. 
I'm taking Gurley over Chubb right now. Okay. And, okay, let's take Cook versus Chubb. Toss-up. Toss-up. Whatever you want. Then we look at Samuel. Okay, so does, do you, would you rather have Chubb or Samuel? And if I'm taking Cook and Chubb and tossing it up, I'm taking Cook over Samuel as well. I do not think Curtis Samuel is anywhere close to Gurley or Cook at this point. No. And the 113 might enough? not be enough. So I, to me, it's instant almost. That, I would go. I, I would said. go Gurley and Cook almost hands down. Yeah, uh, I'm sure when I looked at that, I instantly went Todd Gurley, Dalvin Cook. Well, well yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, you know everybody but, from last year knows I love Dalvin Cook. But <laughs> the other thing you have to look at as well is, is Chubb right now. The first eight weeks, I really believe he's going to have great first eight weeks. Sure. But when Hunt comes back, he's going to be fresh, and we're going to. I don't know what's going to happen yet. With that, that's one thing I'm not going to sit here and predict what Hunt's going to do, but that could weigh in a little bit of what Chubb is going to do for the second half of the season. At that point, <laughs> you'd also look in the second half. It's 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 really difficult because Gurley could have a really bad second half of the season if everything goes the way everybody's talking. And Cook, he's always getting injured here and getting injured there. But I'm sorry, it's Gurley, it's Cook. I can't take Chubb and Samuel in that first round pick over both of them. Are we crazy, John? Is this no? Nope, something that we're missing one for me as well. Gurley, <laughs> uh, Gurley, and Cook far and away. You know the upside on both of those guys and the floor on both of those guys is yeah, is, is yeah. pretty stable. So, and I, I like Chubb. Chubb's great, but there's yeah. nothing on that side that would ever you know get it, get me to sway. And here we go. And yet on the Chubb yet. side. <laughs> 58% of people have voted for the Chubb side in this one so far. So maybe this That's was an surprising. earlier poll. I'm not sure. Yeah, it, but this it was people so are confusing just so when I saw the scared. results. They're so they scared are. of Todd Gurley right now. <laughs> That's what it is, man. That's what it it's comes insane. down to. It's insane. And I, and I understand the scaredness of Cook to a certain degree because course, he hasn't yeah. put it together for two full seasons. But, yeah, he's got enough talent. This is clear, far and away to me. Girling Cook. Yep. I have nothing less to add on that one. <laughs> the one thing we do need to talk about is Canton, Ohio. Yes. August 18th, the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo, which we will be with John Castillo. Yeah, we're all we here. Be por- re- oh, I can't talk anymore. It's the end of the show. <laughs> I'm getting tired. No. Uh, we are going to hype up Fantasy Fuel and pole sports yes. at the same table mm-hmm. at the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo. So, if anybody wants to come down and talk to the man who created this, <laughs> he will be there with <laughs> us on August 18th. And if you want a ticket to that, go to MidwestFFExpo.com and use the code FUEL to get five bucks off your ticket. Five bucks. I, I like free money. <laughs> yeah, that free money is good. That five bucks can buy you a sandwich or something. It could. Uh, and I think there's going to be some uh, food carts there. So yeah, five there you bucks go. right there. Five right bucks. there. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Thank you so much for coming on, John. Yes. It was a pleasure. Awesome. I hope everybody. Oh, thanks for having me. Hope everybody got some uh, questions answered if they were not 100% sure on what pole sports <laughs> was, even though we have been talking about it for a, whole, oh, yeah. a, a long time now. Yeah. I don't even know how long. It's been a couple of months probably that we have been uh, talking about and it. And we've seen pole sports grow from where we started with it to where it is now, and it's just amazing growth. And I expect even more amazing growth in the future. All right. Yeah, I appreciate you guys You know, spreading the word and 
and letting everyone know about Pole Sports. So thank you for having me on as well. Yep. This was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I'm excited to keep pushing out the updates. We have the mobile app uh, under development right now. So I'm working on both Android and iPhone. That's and I'm awesome. shooting to have it ready by the football season. <laughs> yeah, well, so. either way, I mean, I use my computer more than I, my phone when it gets to the season, <laughs> yeah. so it won't matter which, but right. my phone's never too far away. So <laughs> if and when that app gets ready and the season is here, I will use whatever is at my disposal. And Tom and I, like I said, we will be doing shows, live shows, Sunday mornings before right. kickoffs. So if you have questions, you can come on. You can give us a call yeah. at 608-492-3443 when the time comes or any time. You can ask us a question. You can ask our opinion of any of the polls you've seen on pollsports.com. So I guess that is going to wrap it up. And I'd like to tell you where you can find us. Obviously, you can go to pollsports.com. We're going to be there. You'll see uh, which way we vote uh, eventually. Um, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, all over the place. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel and Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. And if you have a uh, affinity for weird, weird news, you can find me on The Average Joe Show. Uh, that's at sayitproductions.com slash YouTube on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you like audio dramas, I love them. <laughs> I can't get enough of them. I wish I had more time at work to listen to them because I am getting behind on the ones I like to listen to. But I play a voice on the Veiled Monarch, Isaac Carrillo, and I will be playing a voice on a spinoff of the Veiled Monarch, called The Veiled West, which is basically going to be a prequel. Ooh. And that actually comes out three days before we're in Canton. Oh, wow. So, well, you might as well listen to that on your way to Canton. Yeah, I don't think uh, that 15 minutes is going to take up much of our <laughs> seven-and-a-half-hour drive, but we we'll will listen, listen. We'll listen to it, you know, 20 times. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Again, thank you, John, for being here. It was a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, we will see you next week with a whole new set of polls that we will do when we start up the show. We like to answer those at the beginning of the episodes from now on. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, stay fueled up this fantasy season. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep. <laughs>